Welcome to the teaching ministry of pastors Carl and Cheryl Thomas. Our favorite verse is Habakkuk 2.14, where the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Consumed by that revelation, we are committed to recognizing, resourcing, and releasing high-impact ministries resulting in global glory, transforming lives to impact their world. We have a teaching that will impact you today. Now, let's get right into that word. Amen. Now, now Pastor Zachary is going to come and help me out. We're going to kind of discuss some stuff right in front of you. Is that okay? That's what's happening. So that's what's going on today. And we're in the middle of a series on the kingdom. And uh, so we're going to sit on my favorite red chair. Oh, isn't that nice? Good to see Jedrin. How you doing, Jedrin? You all right? Praising Jesus. You're doing great. I love that. I love when you're doing great. Anybody enjoying the kingdom series so far? I am. It's good. You know, I just, uh, you know, I kept on getting these emails, people telling me what the new normal was. And I was like, I just, you know, I mean, I remember uh, Bruce Coburn, he had a song, The Trouble with Normal is It Always Gets Worse. You know, remember that song? You remember that song, Ingrid, don't you? I do. I had that album. And, you know, trouble seems to, you know, come and people think normal is just getting badder and badder. But, you know, in the kingdom... Jesus, I mean, he said the kingdom has come, it's present now. And in the old covenant, it said when the kingdom comes, it says of the increase of his government and peace, there'll be no end. So there's an increase of the peace, the wholeness, the blessing, and the goodness of God. So how many living in the increase? I'm not waiting for this thing to end. I'm enjoying what God's doing right now in it. It's not, I'm commanding it to end, but in the middle of it, I'm enjoying the blessing of God no matter what's going on out there. I got a fountain right in here that bubbles up. I got an internal supply that no matter what's going on in the world, there could be a famine, there could be a total mess out there, but my source is plugged in right here because the kingdom of God is, slap your belly, boom, you are a carrier. Amen. 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 Well, Zachary's going to help me. He's going to help do the old recap thing. I got, I got one thing to share, though, because uh, I know Henry, Henry had a really good joke. You might not have been here to hear that one, but I thought it was really good. I mean, uh, the, he talked about the, can you believe it? They're having concerts now, and there's a 45-cent concert. You can go to the concert for 45 cents. I said, Henry, what is that concert? He said, it's 50, it's 50 cent with Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> See, Henry, it's still good. It's right there. I was like, when I heard that, I just thought that was too good. And I, I like I like Nickelback. So I've been to a Nickelback, Nickelback concert. I just you have that on online. Wow. Good for you, man. That's so good. So we're talking about the kingdom, Zach. We've been at it. This is our fourth week. So tell me about it. Where did we start? What are we doing with the kingdom? Yeah, well, the, the first week you gave us a really good definition of what the kingdom was. It was a fire hose. It was a fire hose. It was a lot of stuff. Blah. But uh, I'm looking forward to the weeks of unpacking it. And so yes. far, it's been great, eh? Yeah. So uh, you, you said a kingdom. It's the governing influence of a king. And I, and I love how we talked about it. It's an influence. Yes. I mean, Jesus is full of love, and, and he doesn't force his way. He's a different kind of king. He His his lordship is exercised through servant influence. Right. And, and I just love that. I thought that was so, so good. And uh, it, he's... in exercising this influence over his territory, impacting it with his will, his purpose, his intent, producing a people. A citizenry. A citizenry. A citizenry. He's, he's making something out of he us. He is, yeah. And, uh, and so we talked a little bit about that. We talked about how uh, a kingdom has a king. Yes. Uh, a, a ruler. It has a realm and it has rules. Yeah. We looked at the ruler. We looked yes. at King Jesus. We did. We talked about how he's, uh, he's a different kind of king. He's something perhaps people totally uh, didn't expect. 
But uh, he, he's benevolent, he's kind, he's loving, he's gracious, he's servant-hearted, and he lifts us up, and he, and he shares his rule with us. I love that. So that, that's just fantastic. That's a mind-bender. I mean, this is a king who, who uses his authority and his power to give it away to other yeah. people and make us powerful with him. Which is I just, think that's great, because most other kingdoms, there's a king and you serve the king, but in this kingdom, there's a king who makes you a king, and wow. we all serve each other. And so the nature of the kingdom is to serve. And some people go, well, I'm serving God. Well, here's the truth. He's serving you too. And you're serving each other. And you see, it's a kingdom of, it's an, a kingdom of kings. See, because we are co-heirs. We are joint heirs with Jesus. We are brought on the same level, seated with him. In the heavenly Isn't that bizarre? And you know what? And he is serving you. And he's brought you in a realm of such total freedom and completeness that you serve others. So, hello, King Kitless over there. See, look at that. There's, there's kings and queens in the room, and, and you are royal. You are established. you got an incredible identity, and he did all of that in you, so you are free now to give your life away and serve other people. So good. So good, and so like that, that fits perfectly to what the, the verses in Ecclesiastes that you shared yes. the first week where yeah. it, it talked about a great evil in the earth, yeah. and the great evil being that there were princes that were uh, part of the royal family. They were, they, were, they were royal people, but they were living below uh, their privilege, their right their status, yeah. and uh, the evil was either they didn't know it, or they didn't know how to walk in it. Yeah, I don't know if your microphone's funny. Maybe just move your hand up a bit. Sometimes it chokes out the signal in the end. There you go. Let's see if that works. If it doesn't, we'll get you a new one. Alrighty. So yeah, we were talking about how there's the there's evil in the earth. The princes don't realize they're princes. They don't live like princes. And uh, and the beautiful thing is, of course, that Jesus has made us kings and Amen. priests. Amen. So Amen. Learning how to receive this kingdom and, and partner with King Jesus as he exercises his rule and his dominion through us is, he a, is, is a beautiful the kingmaker. So we had Mark 1.15, Jesus said, the time is now, the kingdom is here, believe the good news. And we talked about the fact that the good news is not Jesus, yeah. but Jesus was the vehicle that brought the good news. A lot of people just get stuck on Jesus, but the good news that Jesus brought is, is that you're a king and he lifted you up and, yeah. and again to enjoy those benefits. And then the kingdom, great definition in Romans 14.17, for the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but it's righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. We're going to have to unpack that soon because the kingdom of God is in the Holy Ghost. So he's like the governor who's manifesting your kingship and, and, and testifying of the king and bringing it all into manifestation in your life. So that's good stuff. That's really good stuff, especially when the Holy Spirit is the governor making things right in yes. my life and yes. bringing rightness to every aspect of my world. You ever so drive a, a, a vehicle that had a governor and you could go no further because the governor would engage? Just those uh, golf carts. Golf carts and mopeds. Yeah. And, and, and what, when you're at the go-kart track, right? And you, yeah, yeah. You put your pedal to the metal, it won't go any further. The governor put restrictions yeah. on you, but our governor looses you and, and blesses Come on. you. So it's, so it's a governing influence that leads to more. But we got a happy section over here. That's so good right there. Luke chapter 12, 32, he said, don't be seized or alarmed with fear, little flock, because it's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So the kingdom can never be earned. If you're trying to earn it, you're never going to get it because the kingdom, the domain, the reign and rule of God Almighty and you moving into it, it's a gift. And that's yeah. where you are born from above, brought into a new kingdom. So we talked about the three realms, the ruler, the realm and the rules. And so that was really important. I love when you were talking about that. It just, it, it like just slapped me in the face. And I mean, I've, I've heard it so many times. I've sang it so many times, but just that phrase, Jesus Christ is Lord. Mm -hmm. Just let yeah. me say that to you again and listen. Jesus Christ is 
Lord. Amen. I mean, that slapped me on the front row and I went, he really is. I mean, my big brother is the king of kings. He's Come the on. Lord of everything. Amen. Like, Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. And like, that's what they went out with and taught in the early church. They went out and, and it was so countercultural. It was subversive because Caesar is Lord. And they said, those people are turning the world upside down. They're coming and they're, they're posing Caesar and they're saying there's somebody else. There's another person. And they talked about a person, Jesus of Nazareth. He said, there's another guy who was Lord, and he is Lord of all. What a subversive message in their kingdom. And yet, we kind of just take it for granted. But sitting there that day, boom, right across the face. Jesus Christ is Lord. Woo! He's Lord, and we didn't make him Lord. No. We didn't vote him in as Lord. No. He didn't have to ask anybody. No. God made him Lord. The Bible says that he was made both Lord and Christ by God. Yeah. See, that's good. I can't make him Lord. He's no. already Lord. Whether I think he is or not doesn't even matter. He is Lord, he is. and he's really secure in that, you know? Come on. He knows who he is, and he is your Lord. Just accept it and walk in it, because it's really good news. It's so good. Hallelujah. I, I love it, because in Acts 2, 36. Here's Peter, who was terrified a few weeks early, ran away cussing. I don't know him. Suddenly standing up and saying, he said, this person, this Jesus, this, say this Jesus. This Jesus. Not that Jesus, not the other, because Jesus was a very common name in their time. So Peter said, this Jesus, which one? The one that you guys crucified. This Jesus. I love that. It says, and both. He has made him both. He is both Lord and and Christ. So he speaks to the Greek world and, and the whole world dominated by Rome. He says, Jesus is Lord of all. And then he speaks to the Jewish culture and he says, Jesus was the Christ. He was the Messiah. So every culture, he's saying, there's a new leader in town. There's a new king and his name is Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. So we talked about the king maker and, and Revelation 5.10 says he's made us to be priests and kings to our God and we shall reign on earth. I know in the early show, the Henry Henry show, they were talking about that. It's not the sweet by and by. Sure. It's not someday we'll reign, but he has made us to reign now. now. He made us kings and priests and he's made us to reign. How many feel that? You feel that? Any kings in the room? Three of them. Amen. And Jeremy's going to type in four. Amen. <laughs> There's, there, we're, we're all, he made you to be a king, whether you like it or not. I mean, yeah. man, you, you should just put it on the dashboard of your car. Yeah. This is King Carl's car, given yeah. to be my almighty God. It's so good to be a king. He is a king maker. Romans 5, 17, for by one man's offense, what Adam did, it was devastating. And because of what Adam did, there's brokenness all around us, even still today. But it says much more. Say much more. Much more. No, really, say much more. Much more. I'm telling you, it's much more. Those who, and I mean, if you look at the devastation of sin, it's pretty crushing. But he says much more than whatever sin did. Much more. Those who receive abundance of grace, say receive. Receive. It's not those who achieve it or those who qualify for it, but it's those who just say, hey, I'll receive that. Those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in heaven in the sweet by and by. No, it says will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Amen. I made this picture all by myself. They're going to put it up on the screen. I did that by myself, right in my Very PowerPoint good, thing. Isn't that good? Fantastic. So the bottom line is time. That's time. So at the start, Adam was created to reign and to rule. He was told, have dominion, subdue everything, guard everything, because there was an interloper. There was a devil, right? Right at the beginning of 
creation, God created us and put us in a sphere in the middle of cosmic chaos. And he did it because he wanted to create people just like himself who he could partner with and bring everything under subjection to his reign and rule. So here was Adam created and shoved into that chaos. And all of a sudden the devil shows up and says, the big guy's holding out on you. Mm -hmm. You could be like God. And here's the truth, knowing good and evil. Because if you ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you would know good and evil. And he did that. And see, eating of the tree of good and evil means that I want to live independent of God. I want to decide what's right and wrong. And that still happens a lot even in churches today. Because we're, we're in the judging and in the right and the wrong. And we're in the, well, this is good, this is bad. And you know, we were never called to do that. We were never called to make those calls. And that was the knowledge of good and evil. When you say, well, I like this and I don't like that. And a lot of that still happens in church, and it's fallen mindset. Because we're only supposed to eat from the tree of life. Tree of life, the life, the spirit of life brings liberty. The spirit of life brings freedom. So in, in that line, though, you see there's two kingdoms. There's two kingdoms at the same time. So we are living in a realm right now. You are in a realm right now. You are absolutely indeed a king. You absolutely are, and you have all authority and all power to reign and to rule. But you do have obstacles, and you do have an enemy who wants to lie to you and cheat you and try to rob you. That's why you got to stand up and be strong. So in that realm, you got to battle that. I can still see it on the screen back there. So in, in that place, you, you got that in the kingdom of darkness. We are here, and God has left us here to do the sweep up, to do the mop up, to enforce the victory that he won at Calvary. So we have a responsibility to break down the power of darkness that you are the light of the world you Amen. are and we got to turn on the light because we were in darkness but now we're in light boom let your light shine in the darkness can i get a hallelujah hallelujah got a pitter patter from the back row Woo! <laughs> all right let's see so we have a responsibility to do that so revelation 13 11, i love that it says behold it says i'm coming quickly hold fast to what you have and don't let anyone take your crown and you see you have a crown you're not waiting to be crowned you have a crown and you are reigning and ruling don't let any lie to and tell you not as powerful as Pastor Carl says you are because you really really are in fact it's more than I could even describe it's bigger and more wonderful than you could ever imagine so now we want to go into his rules act wow that was a lot that was a, a, a <laughs> that's good stuff that was a recap that was a recap how wow. many love recaps <laughs> Hey. I love recaps. Boom. But it's good to go over this over and it over is. again because we want to reinforce these things in our lives. So, so we want to talk about the rule today because for every kingdom, there's a, a ruler, there's a realm and the rules. So his realm is wherever his influence, wherever we lose his influence, that's where his realm is. If you want Jesus to be Lord in a situation, you take him there and you command it to be manifest wherever Come you on. go. Can I get an amen from Oliver? Amen. Oliver, can I get an Amen. Good boy. He's just bored to tears with Pastor Chuck, but he's doing a great job. All right, so we're going to talk about the rule. How many know what the rule of the kingdom is? Love. I had a girl. Love. Love. That is the rule. That's the primary rule of the kingdom is love. So we're going to unpack that today. I got 2 Corinthians 3.17 to start with. It says, now the Lord, is, the Lord that I'm referring to is the Holy Spirit. This is from the uh, NET version. The Lord I'm referring to is the Holy Spirit. I like this version better because look what it says. It says, the Lord, how many know the Lord, the Spirit is Lord? But you see, I love what it says. It says, I'm referring to the Holy Spirit, and wherever he is Lord, there is freedom. See, the Spirit is the Lord, but where the Spirit is Lord, there's freedom. See, he is, he is Lord, but when we enforce 
The power of the Spirit, when we enforce the kingdom, when we enforce that, he becomes Lord where we enforce it. So if you want things to change in the world, it's your turn. Mm-hmm. It's your turn. He, he, is, he has now enabled you, and he has called you, and he says, I am now filling you with my spirit to change the world. That's why we're called Impact Church. What do we call ourselves? Impact Church? Impact Church. Transforming, Transforming lives, lives to impact, impact their, their world. world. Boom. <laughs> That's who we are. Boom. So what, why is freedom, it says free, why is freedom important, Zach? Well, freedom is important because if the, the, the rule of the kingdom is love, uh, love's not something that can be coerced. Good. You can't force it. You can't make it happen. So freedom is a massive priority for Jesus. I think it's even, is it Ephesians or Galatians chapter 5 where it says, stand fast in this freedom. It was for freedom that Christ set you free. Right. So like freedom is a really big deal because in, in an environment of love, you have to be free to choose. Yeah. So uh, where it says, you know, my people will be willing. They'll volunteer in the day of my power. And, and the day of the Lord's power, the day where he's poured out his Holy Spirit, the, the way this kingdom is advanced and the way he exerts his influence is by giving us the freedom to say yes or no. And, and the loving God, the loving nature of who he is just kind of works on the inside of us. And we want to say yes. yes. We want to volunteer. We want to say yes, Lord. I, I recognize you as Lord and I'm willing to manifest your kingdom in any situation because I'm great? free to. It's good. Yeah. I love it. See, God doesn't make us love him. No. He's just lovable. <laughs> He's you know, lovable. He sets us totally free. So you're like, well, I love that. We and love him because yes. he first loved us, love not because he made us, us love yes. him. Yeah. And he says, it is for freedom that I've set you free. It also says that who the sun sets free is free indeed. Amen. And you know, if you're not free yourself, if you're walking with unresolved issues and chains and bondage in your life, and you're carrying a whole bunch of luggage and stuff, it's hard for you to freely have affection and love for another person when you're so insecure and you're really not complete. But when you become complete in Christ, then you actually, you are so completely at rest with yourself and at home in your own skin. And when you're at home in your own skin and you're absolutely set free it's easy when you recognize that you are a king and it's not about ego it's not about place it's not about position when you recognize i can't be improved on i can't even get better than i am today all i get to do now is give my life away and serve other people and you can only serve others when you are so completely in a revelation and understanding of who you are mm-hmm. and out of that place of safety and absolute strength you can pour yourself out because there's no fear there's no lack I, I'm not lessened by blessing you and honoring you because I am complete in him totally okay. free so freedom is a big deal that's why I just threw that in at the start of talking about love but love is a big deal First uh, John or John 13 34 at the last supper Jesus sits them all down he says all right you guys been living under an old covenant? I want to institute a new covenant. Say old. Old. Say new. New. Has anybody ever had an old pair of shoes? Yeah. Have you ever had a new pair of shoes? They're different, right? And, and sometimes you want to go back to the old because the new ones give you a blister. But the new is new. And it's new. And it's in the, new, oh, the old covenant, there were commands. Commands. But in the new covenant, Jesus said, the new covenant has a new commandment. So the new covenant has a new commandment. Here's the new commandment that I give to you. That you love one another. And here's the qualifier. As I have loved you. So how am I supposed to love Zach as he has loved me? If you don't have a revelation of how he's loved you, and if you're not free from entanglements to get that full revelation, it's hard for you to pour yourself out unconditionally to another person. Because, you, you know, and if you're eating from the tree of knowledge and good and evil, you, you're deciding, well, should I love you? I don't know. I'm not sure if you're lovable. But if you're eating of the tree of life and you're totally free, you're going to pour yourself out for other people. 
So is that true, or am I just making that up? No, that's totally true. Uh, Jesus in the the same same story, I think, in John, where he uh, he it says that he knew where who he was and he yes. knew where he was going. He knew where he was going. So then, what did he do? He uh, he didn't you know get on the top of the roof and tell everybody how awesome he was. It says when he knew who he was and where he was going, he took a towel. He took a towel. He took a towel and he started washing people's I feet. I love it. He was so secure. See, some people have a scepter of gold and jewels and stuff, but Jesus' scepter is a towel because the one who came to serve, he served and he washed all their feet. And you see, that is the thing that kings do. We are all kings, but because we're all liberated and free, we're free to serve one another. It's a great kingdom, isn't it? It really is. We don't have to fight for our rights and fight for who we are because I've already given up my rights. I'm just here to love you and to serve you and to bless you. So it's good stuff. So love one another as I have loved you, that also you should love one another. So love, that love agape, is sacrificially ascribing infinite worth to another person. Sacrificially ascribing infinite worth to another person. And that's easy for the people that are lovable in your eyes. But, you know, I love it. Jesus said, love your enemies. Wow. Wow. And that love is that agape, sacrificially ascribing infinite worth. So the old covenant didn't work because that was my finite ability, my finite ability to love God and love others. So the old covenant was love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your strength, all your might, and love your neighbor as yourself. Now, if I love my neighbor as myself and I'm broken and messed up, I'm, I'm gonna, who wants me to love you as myself? But the new covenant says love others as he has loved you. And it's a whole different covenant. And, and that verse gets used and preached so many times. But Jesus said, what does the law say? And the teacher said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind. That's law. And there's a lot of people trying to love and perform based on the law. You were delivered from the law. And you got a new law. You got a new commandment. And the new commandment supersedes the old commandment. And this one is because he has loved you, you can now love others Amen. as he has loved you. It's a, it's a new, a whole new thing, yet it still gets preached and talked about, and my skin just starts to crawl, because it, it's not about your love. It's about his love shed abroad in your heart, and that's, please love me with that love. Amen. <laughs> yes, please. I demand it. <laughs> so the new covenant works because it's God's infinite love in me flowing out to others. So 1 John three twenty three, and this is his commandment that we should believe on the name of Jesus Christ and to love one another as he gave commandments. So look what it says. This is his commandment, not commandments. It says this is his commandment that we should believe on the name of his son Jesus and love one another as he gave commandments. So there's two core aspects to that commandment. The first one is believe on the name of Jesus Christ. Does anybody believe? Do you believe on the name of Jesus Christ? That's the first thing in the new covenant is believe Jesus is who he says he is. You believe on the name of Jesus Christ and with that revelation then now you're able to love others as he's loved you. Because when you believe he is who he says he is and he totally loves you and he's elevated you and lifted you up then you are absolutely free to start loving other people. Galatians 5, 6, 4, 7, 4 in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision carries any weight. It's not about you know the outer man it's not about that it means nothing in Christ in Christ all that matters is faith your belief working in love and that's what it's all about so that's what's important so you got orthodoxy orthodoxy is right belief everybody who likes to believe right I got right belief. Mm -hmm. You got orthodoxy, but then there's orthopraxy, and that's where you got a right action or a right practice. And your practice has to come from a, a proper sound doctrine and belief system. See, if you don't believe you're a king, you're not going to behave like a king. Sure. If you don't believe the truth about you, it's hard for you to walk in it. If it's a massive contradiction in your mind, what Pastor Carl's saying is too good to be true. It might seem too good to be true nonetheless. 
<laughs> it's true. It's, it's the word of God. It's, it's him speaking to you. And he said it. He did it. It's done. So you got to believe that. For in Christ, there's neither circumcision. It don't matter. It doesn't matter. It's faith working in love. And you got to have that orthopraxy. People are arguing today all over the place about right belief. Well, I believe this. And I, I, my mom, my mom's so cute, but my mom always used to say, well, Carl, I like to believe. And I used to love it when she said that. I know you like to believe that, mom, but what's the truth? You know, <laughs> know the truth and the truth makes you free. And, and sometimes we get things that we like to believe and we get stuck in things and we'll argue with people over right theology. Well, I think I believe right on this. This is what I believe. You know, those people don't believe like us and we get all bogged down in right belief and we get all kinds of division and all kinds of strife when the anecdote to all of that is the right practice. Love one another as he has loved you. So I think today we need to focus way more on the orthopraxy than the orthodoxy. You know what I mean? So we're going to read this passage and unpack it just a little bit. Here we go. It's First uh, John chapter 4, 7 to 21. Now, John is, is a different writer. He's not like Paul. Paul used to write very systematic and line line, and he, he'd give you the, the duty and the doctrine, the indicative and the imperatives, and he always had those things in a row. John wrote in circles. And he, he was like, he must have been an artist. And he wrote in circles. And therefore, it was hard to kind of understand his thoughts because he put things this way and that way. And you have to understand how a person writes to understand what they're trying to communicate to you. But powerful, powerful doctrine in love. So, Pastor Zach, why don't you read this passage and, and, and delay a couple times. Jump around and interact with it and have some fun. You ready? All right. So well, beloved, lo- let us love one another for love is from God. Love is from God. Boom. (laughs) Stop right there. Love is from God. Whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Come on. Wow. So you can't just know God through your, necessarily through your right beliefs, but the right beliefs are going to lead to love. And whoever loves knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God. Boom. Wow. Because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest amongst us, that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. Now, in this is love. This, this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us. Amen. So it's not about, like you said, it's not about the old covenant. It's not about me loving God with all my heart, mind, no. soul, and strength. The love I have for God is something that he initiated. Yes. And started inside of me. Yes. So good. Because, you know, if it was my love, I'd always be wondering, did I love him enough today? Yeah. Could I have loved him more? Maybe I, maybe I could have done a few more Holy Ghost push-ups just to show how much I loved him. And we were all, I'm always confused of, did I ding the bell? Because I want to ding the bell. Yeah, yeah, My, yeah. The way I'm wired, I want to know that I got it right. Yep. And I would always be striving and straining. Did I love you enough before I closed my eyes tonight? Lord, did I do enough for you? And I would be so wrecked if I didn't know that the love that I give him actually comes from him. And it's from him, through him, and to him. Complete so cycle. And I don't have to pump it up. No. I, just, I just rest in his love for me, and Boom. I find myself loving him. It works. It works every time. Every time. <laughs> Ephesians 3, it says, you know, you want to be filled with the fullness of God. You just rest in the love of Christ. Yes. You know it, and it fills you with the fullness Amen. of who God is. So that's good stuff. So here, here's love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us, and he loved us in a very specific way. He sent his son to be the propitiation for propitiation. our sins. Propitiation. Boom. Big word. Once and for all. So love looked like something tangible, and it benefited us. Yes. So, beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Boom. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, though, God abides in us, and his love is perfected in us. By this, we abide in him, and he in us, because he has given us of his spirit. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's powerful, because in Romans 5, right, it says that the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. By the Holy Ghost. 
He makes it real to us. Isn't that good? <laughs> it's so good. I'm I don't getting all jacked worry. up right now. Right. I don't have to worry about it. I don't distress that. Do I know the love of God enough? Oh, how am I going to come into this revelation? Well, Holy Spirit's inside of me right, right now, just pulsating it's and booming. It's not of the love me. Of it's God. of the Spirit, or it's not the love He requires. You know, <laughs> so the love good. He requires comes from Him, and, so and I have to loose it, you know, from within me. So, wow. Good news, eh? Good From news. beginning to end. Faith from beginning to end. And if we, we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, so this is the, this is the, the, the commandment, believe, believing on, in believe his name. Jesus is the Son of God. How do you work the works of God? This is the work of God. Believe. You believe. 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 So whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. So we have come to know and believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God. Hallelujah. And God abides in him. There's a whole lot of orthopraxis here. There's a whole orthopraxy, lot. Orthopraxy, yeah. Yeah. By this, is, by this is love perfected in us so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this Boom. world. There is no fear in love. None. Not even the fear that I'm not loving enough. Right. It's all gone. All that performance side oh. of love is completely gone. If you're afraid oh. that you're not loving God enough, what you're actually manifesting is still isn't love. It's fear. Yeah, it, you're being driven to love, and you can't be driven to love. Love oh. is totally free. Did anybody get free right there? Something happened right there. Oh, man, that just washed over me right there. Boom. There is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out Boom. all fear. Fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. That's good. Hold on there. Fear has to do with punishment. There's a lot of people who think God's a punisher. Yeah. You know, and fear has to do with punishment. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who think God's up there, and, you know, do it right or he's going to get yeah. mad at you. And it's not perfect love. God, it, God is love. What he, he said is God love. is love. And perfect love drives out all fear. Yeah. Wow. That's the, that's the tree of life right I there. Like I mean, it. the knowledge of good and evil is always assessing yourself and always thinking, yeah. man, I'm coming short. And because I'm coming short, uh-oh, God's going to get and me. And then sometimes you come to church and the preacher's assessing you. Here's five ways to be better. Ugly stuff. I'm going to write those down. Here's five ways to get closer to God. Am I far away? I didn't know it's far away. Here's five ways. You can't get closer to God. You are face to face. You are oh. you, the God, the Father, Son, Holy Ghost. You are surrounded and free. <laughs> one I am one, one spirit I am one with spirit him. with him yeah I can't even think about myself anymore without thinking about Jesus no I am I am a slave of righteousness I wake up every day and I just want to manifest the righteousness of God once I was a slave to sin now I'm a slave to righteousness come on I, I can't even think about Jesus without thinking about me because every time I see him I see myself in him he's mindful of us so good his mind is full of us so good so fear it has to do with punishment whoever fears has not been perfected in love now get this we love because he first loved us he yes. started this whole thing he initiated it all he revealed his love for us and that awakened love in us so if anyone says I love God and hates his brother wow, this is this is harsh he is a liar for he who does not love his brother whom he has not seen cannot love God, or whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him. Here it is. Whoever loves God must also love his brother. Amen. That's some pretty heavy Amen. stuff. But because the love of God is inside of me, I don't hear that stuff with fear. I'm not afraid when I hear no. that because I've been equipped and I've been empowered and something has happened to me. And this becomes descriptive. Yes, it is descriptive. That's very important right there. Yeah. It's not 
Prescriptive, yeah. it's descriptive. What's the difference between prescriptive and descriptive? Well, well, you can read this and say what God's trying to tell you is what you need to do. Yeah, you and, and he's trying it. to yeah, prove it, prove it. And if you don't, well, you better look out because you're not fulfilling right. the commandment. So a prescription that's, that'd is be prescriptive, right? So yeah. that's well, tell me descriptive. Descriptive is because God has done something inside of you. This is what you will do. Right. So I just I believe in the name of the Son of God, and all of a sudden the love of God is just awakened inside of me, and I start to do these right. things. Because because he's done something to me. Right. So John's not saying, here's what you got to do. He's saying, here's what you will do here's because you're you born of do. God. Here's what will happen in your life because God's working in you. You're going to love people. Yeah. You're going to see something. That's really annoying. But you know, I really, really love them. Yeah. <laughs> it's just going to happen because it's not a prescription for relationship. It's because you have a relationship. It's a description of what takes place. It's fruit, folks. It's fruit. And you don't get fruit through, you know, being eager. You get fruit through resting. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest difference between the Old Covenant Truth. and the New Covenant. The Old Covenant was powerless. Yep. It had no power. But the people who wrote the New Testament were utterly convinced of the power of what God had done inside of them. So when they're writing imperative things, they're, they're saying, you're going to do this because of the power of resurrection life inside yeah. of you. They're not writing from a fear-based lens that says, you know what, you better do this or else. Yeah. They are utterly convinced that he who began a good work in you is going to bring it to completion, that you've become a new creation, that you've been made one with Jesus, Absolutely. and that's going to leak out of you. And you can't gonna, even help it. You're going to be a leaker. Yeah, you're going to be a leaker. Be a leaker. Hey, there's there's four things about God's love, and there's four results of God's love, and it's in your notes, and you can go check it out when you get home. But I just want to show you something I've talked about before. But I, can you put up that quote from uh, uh, Charles Swindle for me? Put up the Charles Swindle quote. I love that quote. Let me read this with you. It's in his book, uh, Quest for Character. It says, marbles will marble marbles in your mouth. Marbles are grapes. Which will it be? Every congregation has a choice. You can choose to be a bag of marbles. Now, Stefan made some of the marbles inside here. He's a good marble maker. But, but marbles, you can be a bag of marbles. Just put that bag up for me. You can be a bag of marbles. Independent, hard, loud, unmarked, and unaffected by others. You see, here it is. They're loud. They're unmarked and unaffected by others. You ever, you ever gone to a church that sounds like this? That's because they're all bouncing off. Did you see what she wore today? Oh, my goodness. That's terrible. Did you talk to Fred? Man, his breath was bad again. Somebody should talk to him, you know? By the way, my mask needs a mint. Anyways, but... <laughs> But that's marbles, you know. Can you put that back up for me? Can you? Thank you. Independent. Or you can be a bag of grapes, fragrant, soft, blending, mingling, flowing into one another's lives. Marbles are made to be counted and kept, but grapes are made to be bruised and used. Marble scar and clank, but grapes yield and they cling. You see, if I don't have the bag around this, the marbles are going to fly all over the place because the marbles are not connected. But... There's some grapes... So, you know, those grapes are independent, but they're connected. And each of those grapes are all tied together, and they're with each other. So those are grapes. You see, that's what we're like. We're connected to each other. We're working with each other. And you see, there's an internal structure that binds us together. It's not a bunch of independent people getting in a room, bouncing off of each other. It's a group of people that are tied to the very same life, who are drinking from the same vine, and who are manifesting the same character and the same nature, because it's Christ in us is the hope of glory. Right? Not Christ in you, but Christ in us. And I know it says you in a lot of translations, but if you check out the you, the you is plural. So it's not Christ in you, although he's in you. It's in you. 
Christ in you is the hope of glory. Now, you see, the beautiful thing about grapes, if I put them in a bag, oops, a few people left the church. <laughs> I hate it when that happens. But, you know, I could take those grapes and I could crush them, I could bruise them, and what would come out is beautiful stuff. And it, it, it says in Isaiah, it says that the anointing is in the cluster. Amen. The power is in the cluster. And you see, the power is in the mingling together of our lives and, and mixing together. And, and even being bruised together and, and crushed together, the sweetness and the, the revelation of Christ comes out. So that's what we need to be. The, the, the culture of kingdom people is love. And it's connecting this to the love of God that's flowing into each and every one of us, connected one to another, sharing life and enjoying life. And make sure I don't step on those. But on your chairs, you guys, you all had a, the elements there and uh, if you didn't wave your hand and uh, or there's one behind you or beside you somewhere but here they are now my wife told me to give you instructions you take the tag there and you press it down first if you press it down first that'll release the plastic on the top How many are you losing your sanctification just trying to get the wafer out? <laughs> Same three people. All right, we got that. All right, so hopefully you folks online, you prepared, got some elements ready as well, and you're ready to go. It's a beautiful thing to do communion, isn't it? Mm -hmm. To honor the body and the blood of the Lord. I think it's such a sweet thing to be able to do together. But, but the wafer represents the body of Christ. And you see, by his stripes we're healed. And, and do you know that Jesus has limited himself to a, a body? There's a human on the throne. The king on the throne is a man. The king on the throne just looks just like you. But you know, in his body are those wounds that he took that speak your healing. And so it says, by his stripes we are healed. So when we participate in communion today, we're recognizing the body and the blood of the Lord. We're recognizing the love of God on our behalf. And so we're going to eat the liberty. We're going to eat the freedom. And if by his stripes we're healed, that means every disease, all those stripes, the root of every disease was taken in his back so that you can be free. So you should command your body to be healed today. Because it's legally accomplished, but let it be physically manifest in you. Objectively, it's done. Objectively, it's a finished work. Subjectively, you say, I receive that in Jesus' name. So as we partake of this, let's do it with knowledge. Let's do it with understanding. Amen. Freedom in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm. The blood of the Lord. Jesus Christ, the Lord. In his blood, he said, this cup is the blood of a new covenant. He said, as often as you drink it, do it in remembrance of me. And this blood manifests absolute total freedom once and for all. It doesn't have to be done over and over again, again and again and again. But his blood totally set you free. His blood, the blood of goats and rams and all that stuff, it could not penetrate all the way to the inside of you and deliver you. It's something that had to be repeated over and over again. But Jesus' blood, once and for all, delivered you from shame, delivered you from fear, delivered you from the power of sin and death and the devil. And so we celebrate a new covenant. Say new. 
It's a new covenant, and a new covenant is a new commandment. So here we are as the body of Christ, recognizing one another. You are. I'm not complete without you. I'm not complete without you. I'm not complete without you. And together, we are the body of Christ. And so we drink together saying, thank you, Lord, for this beautiful community. Thank you for a community of love. Thank you that we get to demonstrate your kingdom. We get to demonstrate your rule every time we love. Every time we manifest unconditional, beautiful, heaven-sent love, the kingdom of God is brought into influence. And if you say, I want that kingdom of God. How's that kingdom? You people having to put a mask on. How's that kingdom? Well, it's because I love people who wouldn't come if I didn't wear a mask. I don't care about masks. I care about people. And you see, when you suddenly put people above your rights or your opinions, then you just release kingdom. 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 And so I, I'm always blown away by God. He says, go to the lowest common denominator. He says, honor those who have weak faith. That drives me nuts. I mean, I just want to hang around with big faith people. But, you know, he says, you know what? We're a loving community, so we honor everybody wherever they're at. And so, you know what? You folks on the screen and all those things, I hope you got your element ready. Let's drink to the love of God. He loved me. <laughs> oh, God. Let's drink to the love of God in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm, so good. Now, what we were sharing today, it's all about believing and just embracing that love. If you've never accepted him as your Lord and Savior, hopefully you did. If you participate in this covenant meal, then you're saying, I believe what you're talking about. He's my Lord and my Savior. So we just welcome you into the kingdom of God. If you've never done that, though, you can say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I accept you as Jesus Christ, the Lord. Thank you for freeing me, forgiving me, and delivering me. I welcome you in my life as Lord and Savior. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. So be well, be healed. Thank you for coming. Bless all you guys on the screen. In here, we got a little bit of business to do because we need everybody to just socially, not socially, socially distance. How stupid is that? Physically distance as you go. So we're just going to, you're going to go out the door over on this side and, you know, use a little wad of the cleanser on your way out and just uh, space yourselves as you go. But thank you so much for coming. Love you guys. It's really good to see you. And you know what? This is not our future. It's way bigger, way brighter. Amen. And let's have more people come so we got to do like 10 services on a Sunday just Amen. to get her all done. Amen. All right. Well, pray us out, Pastor Zach. Pray us out. All right. Well, Father, I thank you so much that you love us. You love us unconditionally. You love us like crazy. And you proved it through sending your son, Jesus. I thank you for the Holy Spirit who is present in each of us, making the love of God a reality to each one of us. And I pray for the revelation of the love of God yes. to flood and to fill every heart. I pray that the love of God just oozes and falls and slips and slides and just gushes out yes. of every heart. And uh, just the, the advance of the kingdom through the expression of the love of God in and through a people. You said that you would, you know, your people would be known by their love. And I just thank you so much. The Holy Spirit is presently actively at work in each of us to make the name Jesus known by the love of God in his people. Yes. So we bless you, thank Father. You, I just pray that revelation on every single person. Yes, and I thank you for your abiding love and the knowledge of it that's with us every second of yeah. every day. In Jesus' name, we bless you and thank you. Amen. Amen. Now, if you're watching online, we do have the all access pass right on the front of our webpage. 
page, hit the red button there, and you can go to a lobby. If you need prayer, there's people ready to pray for you. So uh, whatever you need, there's the all-access pass there. Boom, you go and get ministered to. And don't forget, midweek, we got our small groups and our Zoom groups and all those other things going on. So please, you know, join with us and unpack this together with us. Ask questions. Let's talk about it together further, all right? Well, bless you guys. We love you bunches, and we're going to let you go. Have an awesome day. It's a beautiful day out there. God bless.